Welcome to the Fargo Christian Podcast. The Fargo Christian Podcast's mission is to bring together and have open conversations with pastors, business owners, nonprofit workers, and truthfully anyone who has our same mission in mind, uniting the church. Each week we will have conversations surrounding one main question, what is God doing in your life? Will you laugh? Hopefully. Will you cry? Maybe. All we know is that Jesus clearly lays out his goal for the church in John 17, and we are doing our part to accomplish that. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Fargo Christian Podcast. My name is Jordy. My name is Nick. And we are so happy to be back in your car, in your headphones, on your TV. Yeah. Wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Podcasts. Um, Anywhere and everywhere, we're available. We are available. For your listening ears. For your listening ears, yeah. I was just going to say, like, I'm actually busy, so (laughs) (laughs) I can't just publicly say that I'm available. Well... Like, I'll make time for things. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to mislead anybody. Again, I just have nothing but time because that isn't true. Well, you know. I mean, it's the holidays. We're free. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Um, Nick, how are you? How have you been? I've been good. I uh, speaking of holidays, I'm looking forward to them. Good. Um, I do drive a lot for holidays. So if you do drive, I know you do a little bit of driving too. Um, That's probably the the worst part of holidays is sitting in the car. But uh, I was actually talking to a a co-worker the other day. We're talking about the best holidays. And I think the older I get, the more I appreciate Thanksgiving as the best holiday. Interesting. Um, For two reasons. One. The birth of our Lord. The birth of our our Lord. (laughs) Um, But two, I'm... Awful at uh, at anything cooking related. Sure. Um, so I have a, a beautiful excuse to not bring anything. So yeah. I just have to go to the to these Thanksgiving events. I don't think you've ever cooked a meal for me. I brought a ham once. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> you did bring a ham one time. That was uh, that was a story. Yeah. Sitting on the back of a motorcycle, holding a holding a <laughs> ham, a hot ham. <laughs> Oh man! Um, if this this was when I lived two minutes from Jordy, I live probably four minutes from him now. Yeah, but this was when I literally lived down him. down the street from Jordy. Yeah, and our friend, we had a miscommunication with a, a friend of mine, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought I'd drive, and he came up, and he said, "You want to ride on my motorcycle?" I said, "Oh, sure." That's not that far of a drive. He didn't actually know how to get to Jordy's house from my house. <laughs> he didn't know you had to take a right out of the driveway, and you're there, pretty much. Pretty he much. thought you had to drive around the block, and I thought, oh, I don't think he knows where we're going. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, Thanksgiving is turning into one of my favorite holidays because I am awful at buying gifts, also awful at bringing gifts because I forgot Jordy's gift today sitting at my house. Um, so Thanksgiving. Isaac can have it. Isaac can have it. Yeah. I actually got them at the same time. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. Um, easy. Easy gifts. But uh, 
Thanksgiving and driving. We're talking about holidays. Yeah. Loop it back so we don't get too sidetracked here. Yeah. Um, holidays, I'm looking forward to them. I'm looking forward to uh, relaxing. School's been chaotic as always this time of year. Um, but I think for me, holidays are a little less exciting than, say, a pastor of a church. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving might be busy for your church, but... Uh... Yeah. What Nick is referencing is that I'm no longer teaching, which means I don't have just massive amounts of time off around holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, our church is still small, and we're kind of adjusting our holidays for college kids. So we're <laughs> celebrating Christmas really early at church. Um, so it's kind of busy right now, and it will actually slow down a little bit around actual Christmas, but... Yeah, I don't have just built-in weeks <laughs> off, which I am uh, going to miss a little bit this year. Yeah. But. This is your first first Christmas. This is my first Christmas. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's I've said it on here probably, but being done teaching has been a wonderful change for me. Like, I'm very happy. There's a lot of things that I miss about teaching and yeah. like relationships with coworkers and students, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like random stories from when I was teaching would pop up and yeah, it's like, I don't get that, you know, mm-hmm. like I miss the randomness of school days sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's your, we'll do a little side questionnaire for Jordy here. Um, we're obviously, as we've talked about, both. Obviously, George said he was involved in the school system, um, and I am, and uh, I was involved with with a youth group. Now, Jordy is. What's your? Because uh, it's something I I, co- I I saw coaching at least, um, with older students. But what's your uh, what's your takeaway from going from? Uh, I guess you're more of a, even more of an extreme, but going from teaching your high schoolers to, at, at school to being involved with high schoolers in a youth group, what's your, uh, what's your kind of takeaway on, 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 on relationships with, with completely different, not completely different, but same, same uh, age group, same culture, but different environments yeah. growing up? different uh, home lives for most of them? Yeah, I think it's an interesting question, and I've definitely never thought of that. Um, The biggest thing that comes to mind is, like, how much quicker I'm forming relationships. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's so much faster to to form a relationship in a youth group setting. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I think the obvious reason for that is just, like, the unity of Christ kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird, though, because I don't live in that community. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's... So I'm, that's I'm a, a youth pastor in a town that's not where I live. Yeah. Um, 
so like this last week for the first time, I went and watched, um, I was able to attend a sporting event for one of my youth kids because they happened to come to Moorhead. Yeah. Um, I have three kids on the wrestling team in Detroit Lakes and they wrestled at Moorhead the other night. Let's go watch. I'll go watch wrestling. I don't know anything about it, but <laughs> I'll go watch it. Um, all three of them pinned their kid. Good. Yeah. Yep. yep. Dub. Um, I haven't. I haven't preached anything about pinning, so I can't really take any credit for it. But <laughs> it was exciting. It was fun to watch. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just like a. a a quicker, a quicker depth to re- depth to relationship. Yeah. Would you say, um, not in a bad way, but uh, I'll say it in a bad way. <laughs> um, obviously, you you got close with with your high school kids mm-hmm. at at the the school, and obviously you've gotten close with your with your kids at youth. Um, what is the dip different? Different. Um, oh, how do I word this? You the depth of relationship. What's what's different at, at each at the at being that that depth being at that good of a relationship with students from the different um, yeah. settings. Well, I think it's like. What is it? Like the tongue speaks from the overflow of the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Um, so like more or less, <laughs> like I'm not talking moment, like every single moment of every single day. Yeah. But like there are moments where the overflow of my heart was to share the love of Christ and to share like something beautiful that God had done. Yeah. And that's not allowed in public school. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the verbal outpouring um, of it. So, yeah, so, like, that part of it, I think it limited me more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it limited me more because... Like, there'd be something that I'd want to say, and there'd be something that would pop in my head that I'd want to share with the whole class. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I can say whatever. Whatever you, know? you want. Like, anything that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I stopped in the middle of a worship song the other day. Because there's a line in the song that just, like stopped me in my tracks mm-hmm. and it's like I need to share this with yeah. you yeah it was really weird and Sounds, uh, you know not uh, not your traditional experience in worship or just stop and teach in the middle of it but yeah sounds yeah. Uh, almost for you because um, obviously you're very communicated with people um, a little bit more freeing because you have that. Obviously, you loved teaching. Yeah. I've loved being around those kids yeah. at the school, but I think not being able to share what's really on your heart or the way you want to share what's on your heart was uh, a little bit more difficult. 
for someone like who likes to share right and and be open with people because um, yeah I agree I think it's verbally it's it's obviously a lot easier um, but I think it's also with with the schools and, and coaching um, just the the, the ability to just to just walk in it it's very it's another blessing I think is to, is just to be able to show kids without saying without without preaching verbally yeah. to them we're able, you're able to kind of walk in a way that, yeah. that they can see is different um, and it's obviously very very obvious when you're around kids if you've ever been around kids they're very um, they're very open and they're very honest and yeah. they're very they can see things very clearly a difference with, with yeah. adults and people so that's that's something I've learned is very um, to be careful with and I think it's also very rewarding mm-hmm. when uh, when we hear about walking by faith and we're in a setting where we can't speak about our faith or you can't can't proclaim the word to to uh, students but you can more of just uh, you got to lead by by how you're walking I think when you see students respond and they notice that I think it's I think it's an opportunity just to, to glorify God that he's given that opportunity rather than just because I can't say anything I'm not gonna be able to do anything um, yeah so I think that's one of a really cool thing for for I think relationships with with students in the secular realm I guess to be kind of uh, have a weird Christianese way of saying the world but uh, yeah um, just as rewarding it is with building that relationship at youth is the being able to walk and, and, and just walk a different light yeah. for students in that area. Yeah, and I think it, um, I had a, um, as I, as I describe it, a quote counseling session to write home about yesterday. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that like, and this wasn't directly said, but this is applying what was said in counseling to this idea. Mm-hmm. Is like I'm shifting from being that person in the presence of lostness, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. Another Christianese thing, but um, to now being person trying to equip kids to go. Yeah. You know, like. I think I wrestled with that a little bit early on. Like, oh, like, these kids are Christians. <laughs> you know? And, like, I love being around Christians. But, yeah. you know, there's a part of me that feels like there's, you know, there's people that are lost and there's people that are seeking hope and seeking truth. And, like, I'm not providing that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it just kind of helped me, helped me see that. And like, it's just a different role in the same mission. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's okay. So shout out to my counselor. Shout out to the counselor. Yeah. The big C. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Shameless Valley Christian plug. Shameless. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. You need counseling, go there. Get that joy back in your life. Yeah. Um, 
there's so that's our transition as we decided we we're going to talk about joy today. There is. And there's a couple times it was like, ah, oh, this is it, this is it. And then I didn't <laughs> for some reason. But um, yeah, we're talking about joy. Part of the reason is it's the holidays. It's the holidays. And there's just tons of tons of joy it. in the holiday season. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and then part of it, I'm preaching on joy in a couple weeks. On the Fire Christian Podcast? No. No. Um, we'll see if I can pull an audio file and throw it on here. I don't know. We can see. You might. I don't know. That's certainly possible. It it's going to be on YouTube. Is it? Watch out. Watch well, for... Uh... Well, wow. <laughs> Look at us. Um, Making things. If not, we'll just have like a 30 second one where we're like, hey, this is the YouTube video. Go on YouTube and search, you know. Joy. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'm preaching on joy. That's what I'm trying to say. So joy in the season. Joy in the season. Yep. Um, and my my pastor called. This is in Detroit Lakes. Um, some pastor called and asked if I could preach on joy in two weeks. Um, so he gave me a little bit of time to write the message and I said, yeah, for sure. Um, and then what ensued was one of the more emotionally draining weeks of the year. Yeah. Um, for a variety of reasons. It's been a fine week. Mm-hmm. And we are all okay. We're all healthy. We're all good. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's just a variety of things that happen. They're just like, there's weighing on me, you know? Yeah. Um, which that's another interesting thing, side note, about youth group versus teaching like when things are weighing on me at youth group I can just say it yeah like hey I'm having a hard week this is why get it out there um if I seem sad it's because I am sad and this (laughs) is why I'm sad um and I could do that a little bit in in school too but they don't rip on you right as much yeah yeah it's fuel to the fire for some reason (laughs) so anyway so I'm I'm preaching on joy yeah um And it's taken me a few times to figure out, like, I'm partially because of the week that I'm having to, but, like, mm-hmm. it took me a couple times to figure out the way that I'm going to go with it. Um, but so we're going to kind of talk about the temporary joy versus eternal joy. Yeah. Um, so, like, joy that we experience on Earth because of, like... God's mercy and gifts that we receive from God, but mm-hmm. like ultimately, like we're hoping for and we're waiting for eternal joy. Yeah, in heaven. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's been interesting to find, um, like teaching on joy when it's been hard to find joy yeah um and even hoping for temporary joy like knowing that this season isn't going to continue like mm-hmm. i mean this week was a lot of circumstances too and like yeah i would i would happily share that it's not all like 
us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like people we're close to and whatever too, but yeah. anyway, like it's not, sometimes finding joy is hard, but mm-hmm. I think there's biblical grounds to like believe and have hope that there will be joy to come. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I think that that's something, um, I was talking about with my roommate the other day about, uh, we were kind of talking about where the church was at with everything, with everything going on. Because um, I know a while ago we wanted to talk about the, the Dante Bowie situation. Yeah. Um, which is something we can touch on because I think we could correlate that with, 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 with joy. And uh, But we were talking about kind of um, the American idea of joy versus kind of what the a third world country or a third world... Um, Christian church, his view on joy, because um, he's a, my roommate. Is he served? He served overseas, um, and we were talking about. He was talking about how he was in a hospital, full of. This was in Africa. He was talking about he was in a hospital full of um, kids who had malaria, and they had one oxygen tank that they would pass around to the kid that was closest to uh, passing away. They would give it to him and. The next, then, if someone else needed more, they'd give it to them, um, and obviously their joy was was so much smaller. They'd find so much less of something joyful than obviously we would in a comfortable state. But uh, we were kind of talking about how kind of joy and and, and you can correlate almost very hundred percent with with your relationship with God because a lot of the time we we hear about the the. The, the the story of a rich man going through the eye of a or the camel going through the eye of a needle yeah. um, to, to heaven how the path is narrow um, and I was thinking about obviously the book of Job is, is so correlates with this because obviously if you haven't read it or if you have it's he obviously loses everything um, and our God allows it to happen and, and we still see that he still finds joy even with so much sorrow and despair, but he still finds joy. And I think that's kind of a point we get to in life in your relationship with, with Christ is for America. It's like, even if you lose everything, even if everything passes away, I think when we understand joy is when that we are not phased to a point of, of losing ourselves. Right. Obviously, we're built into a point where that it's awful to lose massive amounts of, of what we worked for, mm-hmm. earthly possessions. Um, but I think once we get to a point of, of understanding that what God has for us obviously way outweighs what we have or we've built up. Right. Um, but I think that's something with the, the, the earthly instant joy um, in the things that, that God has given us to, to celebrate, um, whether that be like arts, whether that be sports, whether that be whatever you find joy in mm-hmm. in the moment, I think that's something that, that we can celebrate. And I think obviously it's something God has given us. Um, but obviously the heavenly eternal joy outweighs that. Yeah. And I think that, well, I think I'm just going to jump into the Bowie situation right now because a lot of it, there's obviously still all the questionable what's going on, but um, something that constantly gets brought up was, was that he was celebrating or, 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 or enjoying secular artists. and yeah. um, So context for someone that doesn't mm-hmm. know. Um, David, 
Not David. Dante. Dante. Yep. Wow. Not David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's not David Bowie. That's so different. Um, Dante Bow. Yep. Um, was a worship art. I mean, he still is a worship artist, but he for was affiliated with um, Maverick City Music and did a lot with like Bethel and mm-hmm. some others. Um, is if you don't know the name, you've almost certainly heard the voice if you've listened to Christian radio at all the past three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was asked to step away. Yeah, from. Maverick City music. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's a little different than a lot of the other, like, celebrity pastors, like, yeah. stepping away. Yeah. Because um, there wasn't... I'm trying to be careful how I say it. Like, there wasn't an inappropriate relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, like... Oftentimes in the church, they, like, refer to, a, like, a moral failing. Yeah. Um, I hesitated to say that because there's probably some people that are like, yeah, it was a moral failing. Yeah, it but is like, a, kind of a weird one. Yeah. Um, but so what happened was a video of him singing and dancing to a, and I don't know the song. I've seen the video, but I don't mm-hmm. know the song. But singing and dancing to a, a very, like, outwardly secular yeah. song. Yeah. Like, not super appropriate lyrics. Yeah. Um, but he was singing and dancing to that. Mm. And um, he was asked to, to step away because it doesn't reflect the um, the values of the of the church or the values of the, the worship group. Yeah. Um, so not necessarily asked to leave the church. But just, just step asked away to from step his away from position. his role. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. I think there's a whole yeah, there's, there's a whole, a whole I think conversation a, in there. But go ahead, something we could talk about. But, um, but yeah, like like Jordy said, um, it it's a weird situation, different than what we've seen, um, obviously recently, and something that we will see if we really get into. But uh, obviously, talking about joy and the ability, we've talked about celebrating and listening to modern secular art and understanding that those are still God-given talents, whether they're used for for glorifying or not, but uh, just to celebrate or have joy in art like that is, is, I think, is an opportunity that God has given us to celebrate, and we have that that free will to enjoy that. Um, But I think it's it's interesting to me that, that we're in a point where losing that earthly opportunity to have that earthly joy um, almost takes away our view of, of a heavenly joy. It, it yeah. almost taking that hit hurts our heavenly joy way more than it should. Yeah. Um, Jordy and I both love sports. Mm-hmm. We, and it's something that we like to watch. We enjoy going and seeing with people. But I'm I think, not, sorry. <laughs> um, in counseling yesterday, we maybe figured out why I hate baseball. Oh, oh, we'll see if we have a, we'll see if this podcast continues. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Put it's a name to it now. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's something that I think obviously a lot of people do, and you can put whatever you enjoy in that. But it's something that, I, for me, in Georgia, I think it, it would really suck. 
obviously if someone says like ah you can't watch that anymore yeah like that's something that you shouldn't be doing at all like we've looked into it like yeah all this stuff comes out about it or or whatever reason like we're not even just able to because of of reasons outside of our will it's it's something that would suck but i think it's something that i hope and i think jordy hopes that wouldn't impact our heavenly joy that we find in the lord just because of something that we enjoy in the moment um and i think that's something that we need to realize more about joy is that you can enjoy (coughs) this way you can enjoy things of the earth you can enjoy things god's given us but we need to find our joy in him rather than what's around us and impacting us and i think going in what you're talking about having the tough time finding joy during this while you're writing it i i always love the clarity that kind of comes up with that when you're writing a sermon because i've experienced writing a sermon and then the thing i'm writing on just hits me in the face and it's a struggle yeah um whether that be we're just more hypersensitive to that or god's really putting that in our life i think it's i think it's really important to uh to really dive into your joy um if you are a christian or if you're I, uh, um, still finding your faith and, and relationship with God, um, finding your joy in God and relying on on His 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 love for you rather than what He's blessed you with. Yeah, uh, yeah, like trusting God for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think to give like a specific example of what Nick was saying, um, a specific hypothetical example, like. Like, I can enjoy watching the Bison football team play. Yeah. You know? Um, I can I can take time away from something that I'm doing, and that's a good, like, for me, it's a good, like, mental break, and it's a good step away from work, and, like, I can enjoy that. But if, if, everything that I'm doing, like, if my joy is tied to the success of the bison. Yeah. Um, and we're getting into murky water here. Because, like, it's not fun when the bison lose. Or, like, maybe more pressing, like, when the Vikings lose. Yeah. The bison don't lose that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, when the Vikings inevitably miss a kick in the Super Bowl this year, like... Mm-hmm. You know, feel like our hearts are ripped out. Sorry, Stephen. You know, um, but like, I also don't want it to sound like because we have heavenly and eternal joy that there's no reason for us to experience earthly sadness. Yeah, and I think you know? that's something that that God has obviously put in us is passion. And I think it's, I mean, easy to show on an earthly scale as passion rather than a spiritual world. Um, And and I think it's, like you said, it's it's okay to get a little downtrodden about it. But like you said, if it's it's significantly tied to your joy, significantly tied to your your walk. And like you said, anything, music, sports, we're not just... That's I mean, or just yeah. using that. Like, yeah, there's a difference between sadness and like sorrow, mourning. Yeah, mourning. Yeah, yeah. it's like if you know the Vikings lose and you like 
tear your clothes and are just like sitting in silence for days. <laughs> like, Mets, maybe we're too tied up in that. Maybe we're, you know, a little bit's going um, on. But I, I think it comes back to you know, almost a similar, a similar idea that I would share with someone of like alcohol, mm-hmm. like too much alcohol is obviously bad, but like if, if alcohol is the thing that you turn to, to escape, that is bad. Yeah. And with like secular things in general, like if the, if those things are being used, if you're using those things to escape something, then like, you know, yeah, maybe we need to evaluate that, Mm -hmm. you know? I think, well, going back to the, I know we want to maybe do a different episode on the whole Dante thing, but I think, like you said, like, we've heard all the stories about, like, um, obviously in the Bible it says, do not lead your brother to sin, um, and if you, and if it's something that you struggle with, like, stay away from a, a, a sinful environment, like you said, like drinking or, or something like that, or, or going to, listening to a, uh, um, a band or, or whatever that, that can draw you back or, or lead you somewhere, somewhere. And I think the situation we've seen is if you are in a role, and I think everyone is in a role of, of someone watching them and, and looking up to them and, and, and not necessarily mimicking them, but learning from them. I think the situation with, like, Dante puts him into perspective of people watching him and seeing that, like you said, oh, it's okay to do this and that because that person's doing this and that. Yeah. Um, I think that's the touchy part of the subject, and I think that's obviously something we'll go into. But like you said, like drinking isn't in, inherently a bad thing. Right. We've seen we see it in the Bible, but the 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 overconsumption is the yeah. bad thing. Over the the re, the reliance on it is the bad thing, and I think that's something as Christians with secular joy is something we need to be 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 a, be um, conscious of. Yeah. The, the over not I mean overjoy I guess could be is is similar to to over over sorrow or mourning of something like you too much too much high and too much low of, of a secular joy is is something that that we need to watch out for and something that yeah. we need to be careful of because I mean we're, we're given joy for a reason God loves joy God loves seeing us having a passion for something um but it's something I think we need to watch out for as we're leading others. Um, is where your where your where your passion for enjoyment is with certain things, rather than rather than leading them in a way of, of enjoying things to a to an extent that doesn't hamper your your relationship, doesn't hamper your joy with God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that I used to to. Be, I still believe it. I think I used to be more passionate about it. Yeah. Um, but, and you alluded to it a little bit too, like, God, like, we believe that God has created everything. Yeah. And that all gifts are from God. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I really believe that if we ignore, if we ignore gifts that aren't being used to glorify God, then we're just completely missing an entire piece of his creation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, 
my knowledge, The Phantom of the Opera was not written <laughs> intentionally to point people to God. Yeah. To my knowledge. I don't, I've never read anything saying it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like, The Phantom of the Opera is one of my favorite things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's like, it's a gift that God has given someone. It brings me joy, of mm-hmm. course. Like, it brings yeah. me joy, but it's like, it's a gift that God has given someone. Yeah. And I can see, like, the beauty in God's creation in the creativity of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yep. Who wrote the music uh. for the Phantom of the Opera. Um or the one that we know anyway. There's even a few <laughs> versions, but anyway. Um, you know, I, th- I just think, like, joy doesn't need to come. Well, let me back up on that. <laughs> I, we shouldn't ignore, we shouldn't ignore things that bring us joy. Yeah, I agree. That, but we need to be careful that the things that bring us joy aren't, like... Replacing. It's not replacing God. It's a good source of joy. Yeah. And it's also not causing others to stumble. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like the whole... Uh, um, uh, two builders. Um, rock and sand. Oh, yeah. Um, to me, it's both... Both Christian builders, you could say one had a, both had a relationship with God. One built <coughs> their life, built their house on on sand. In that, you could say that. I mean, that it's it's that person. You could say that person built it. They were they built it on the church. They built it on on the blessings. They built it on their families. They built it on all good things. But the person that built their house on the rock built their house solely on. The joy of God solely yeah. on the relationship with God, which with good things comes from God. Yeah. But without God, those good things are just sand. Things. They're gonna wash away. Yeah. And to me, that's what kind of joy is: is building your house on the rock, yeah. enjoying what God has given you. But if those things are gone, you still have your house built on the rock, rather yeah. than building your house on everything, like building your house on your talents that, that God has given you, building your house on the blessings that God has given you. All that comes from God, and all that is meaningless without God. And that's... Meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get that tattooed (laughs) on my arm. (laughs) uh, I think that that brings us back to Job. Bring us back. You know, like, he lost everything, Mm -hmm. and he was... I mean, how would you not be, like, a generally joyful person, you know? Yeah. Um, and he lost everything. And, like, he lost his possessions, he lost his family. Which, his were, wife I mean, left were, him. were God-given Yo, Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. And even his friends, like, his friends were like, turn on God. Yeah. Like, turn from your God, because look at what he's doing to you. Yeah. Um, and we get to the end of Job, and... 
off the top of my head, I can't remember. I want to say it's chapter 42. <laughs> um, it's a bold. It's real short. Bold step. It's the last chapter. It's real short, and it might be verse 5. Look it up. I preached Joe on this five. recently. But anyway, like, uh, in the midst of all of that, and at the end of all of that, Job says, God, I had, I had heard of you, mm-hmm. but I have now seen you. Mm-hmm. And so through this suffering and through like the loss of everything, he was still able to put his hope and joy in God. Was I right? You're right. 42.5? I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Boom. There we go. Recall, baby. Let's go. Praise the Lord. Our viewership is going to just freaking soar. <laughs> When we, we start getting these right. No, the Bible. <laughs> no more Hebrews thirteen twelve. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um. Yeah, but I, I like. I think that story is so beautiful and heartbreaking. Obviously, but mm-hmm. like, you know, it's okay to wrestle, and it's okay to like. You know, I think there's a, I think there's someone that would hear this conversation and feel like we're saying, you know, in all circumstances, like, we should be, we should be outwardly expressing joy. Yeah. At all times. All times be happy. Um, and that's just not, that's mm-hmm. just not what we're called to. And that's mm-hmm. not what life with Christ is. And yeah. that's, that's what we hope for. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we have hope for in, like, in the Christmas season because yeah. of, because of the birth of Christ, because of the life that Christ lived, mm-hmm. and then because of the death and resurrection of Christ, like, yeah, because of all of those things, um, and this is what broke me at youth group the other day, when I was, like, in the middle of worship and stopped, like, because of the death and resurrection of Christ, we know our, we know our eternity, we know our salvation, yeah. right? Yeah. And... That means when Judgment Day comes, we'll stand before the throne with joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bring it. Because I always like I always picture that in fear, like yeah, like you'll tell you'll give an account of all you did, you know. Yeah. Um, but also like like a good and gracious father like mm-hmm. that probably will happen and yeah. we might see a glimpse of our entire life standing before God at the throne yeah. and yet he'll stand there with his arms open like, yeah come on in it's uh it's it's um I don't know if this is very related to joy but it's it's it was such a pet peeve of mine not a pet peeve but it was bigger obviously bigger than that but um, the thorn in your side. Thorn in my side. The view that church puts out of we obviously see in the Bible. Obviously, the the the, the biggest one you can everyone can think of is the prodigal son returning yeah. home after everything. Um, and obviously, that's God is talking about when we re, when we go to Him in heaven, whether it's it's returning to Him or, or meeting Him at the at, with Saint Peter. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, to me, it was always a pet peeve of mine. Again, I don't know why I'm saying that. It's not, it's bigger than that. 
it's it's because it, it was it seemed like so much of it was God isn't going to be welcoming if you have done if you have experienced if you have mm-hmm. gone through if you've we always like to joke about it built that testimony <coughs> um, experienced pain and 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 suffered in it yeah. God is 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 a gracious, welcoming God. I mean, as much as He is the Judge, as much as He is He is the Lord over our lives, He is a. We, it's it's obviously something we'll never be able to comprehend, because of of Him being the fairest Judge, the most loving Judge. Those are two things that earthly we can't yeah. put together. Obviously, whenever we think of a Judge, we think of someone who's just gonna be mean not not care yeah but then we think of of a gracious father we think of someone who doesn't isn't going to reprimand isn't going to to be mean but but i mean that's god is is the combination of the judge and the gracious gracious father yeah for us so to me to to not preach on the fact that god is is constantly having open arms for people at the same time as as reminding them of being, being accountability of, of, of who they are, who, of, of where they are, um, of what they've done, but still holding them, wanting to hold them. I think it's something that, that really was something that, that I struggled with for such a long time was that we're not preaching that God cares about everybody as much as there's situations where we struggle with realizing that. Yeah. Um, but he truly cares. He truly gave everybody a heartbeat. He truly gave everybody. He says it says that he obviously he he knew us before we were born, knows the number of hairs on our head, um, is extremely passionate for us. I think it's something that we lose sight of when we talk about God only loving your Christian, your church brothers and sisters. Yeah. When we, I think, going back to when we find that joy in God is realizing that no matter what we've we've gone through, no matter what we've been hurt by, that God is still finding joy in us and finding the yeah. the, the the search and the, the the love for us. Yeah, He delights in His children. Yeah, like I I. I can comprehend it just a little bit having a son Mm -hmm. and I know any parent listening to this like you can understand that too I guess but like there's just even even thinking of the extremes like I think like, there's nothing that Calvin could do that would change the way that I feel for him. Mm-hmm. And, like, you go to the very extremes of, like, well, we could, like, we could think of something. <laughs> you know, like... Can't even walk yet. That's <laughs> true. He's <laughs> ten months old and not walking yet. Um, but, I mean, like, there is nothing... Um, I was talking with someone the other day about this, and it's like to experience the grace that we will, and even like 
in our lives when we've when we've expressed something like something that we struggle with something that like like if it's a sin if it's a fear if it's like anything Mm -hmm. like when when we've come to a point where we express that to someone and then we are met with grace and love yeah and and truth when needed Mm -hmm. but like when we're met with all of those things and love exceeding all of them Mm -hmm. like that is the most joyful thing that i can think of yeah you know like being known at a greater depth yeah and being loved still yeah like that is such a joyful feeling Mm -hmm. and when i think about now when i think about judgment day like that's what it is yeah and it isn't like and i i mean i don't know what it's going to be and nobody knows what it's going to be but i don't picture it like god standing there like okay well tell me about this day all right tell me about this day all right, okay, you prayed this and promised this, but then no, tell me about the next day. Yeah. Tell me about the next day. You know, yeah. like, it's not going to be that way, but it's just going to be like, in a moment, I, f- I feel like in a moment we're going to be made aware of all of the things. Yeah. And we're going to feel the heaviness of all of those things. Mm-hmm. And God is just going to pick us up and wrap us in his arms. Yeah. Like, I forgive you and yeah. I love you, you know? Yeah. Like, can't imagine yeah like, i was just thinking that's such a it's such an emotional thing to think about yeah nick hates when i cry i hate it when i just <laughs> i see that those tears welling up yeah um but i think yeah i mean it, it is such an emotional thing like you said it like you you kind of grasp a little concept of it but again it's such like a like there there there's nothing calvin can do that can that will be equal to the the sins of humanity that Jesus is washed oh, away. Oh yeah, right. You know, like, I mean, Calvin. I mean, everyone screws up. Everyone makes mistakes, and it yeah. makes. I mean, it's it's tough still sometimes to look at someone and after the mistake and and fully acknowledge that you still care about them in that moment. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's 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 something that parents understand a little bit more and and understand the grasp of but to understand that jesus the took washed all that took that with him to the cross yeah and to think that even us that god's still gonna pick you up he still cares about you he still loves you yeah um i think that's getting to the to the point of of joy and understanding what joy is just getting to that point of understanding that that God still loves you and not saying it's, it's, it's an open door to keep sinning and running around and, and doing all this, but it's, it's getting to the point By that all means. all means just ask forgiveness later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the fact that you understand that that's like you said, it's, it's so true. Joy is understanding that someone loves you and they know everything about you. Yeah. I think in today's world, it seems like there's something that I got to hold back. There's something that I do that people don't appreciate or don't, not appreciate don't wouldn't understand um and put would would give me pushback on but understanding the fact that god knows everything yeah and he still loves you i mean people can't even struggle with loving themselves when they understand everything they've done understanding their own intentions. you'll never understand someone else's intentions but god understands the heart 
God understands where you're at, and he still is desperate for you. Right. Man. <clears throat> I feel like, I feel like, I feel like we did it. There's so much more that can be said. I know. <laughs> um, this is this is what happens when we don't record. We just got so much. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't actually touch any of the scripture that I'm using. Hey, you're for my message. That's a little teaser trailer for. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking about Job. He isn't. He's talking about. I am actually going to talk about Judgment Day probably. But you're smacking the book of Jeremiah. Oh. Smacking that, that crying yep. baby prophets. Yep. Um, yeah, hitting Jeremiah 31 real hard. <laughs> Following it up with a little bit of Psalms. There you go. Need to. And uh, bringing her home in Matthew. <laughs> you know? That's. Little Corinthians. Bringing the, the OT, the new NT. Bringing it all together. Yep. Watch out, Detroit Lakes. All of Detroit Lakes. Here comes the truth. If you're in the Detroit area <laughs> Sunday, be on the lookout. Yeah. Detroit Lakes, Detroit, Michigan, whatever. Wherever, whatever Detroit Anything you're in. Detroit. The conviction hour is upon you. Yeah, it is. I'm only going to cry like three times. <laughs> Probably. I've only cried twice writing it, so we'll see how yeah. many times I cry speaking it. <laughs> A little extra, extra tear. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, Nick, want to give a recommendation for the holiday season? Recommendation for the holiday season. I almost said, um, whatever you celebrate. <laughs> I got to say that in school. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say that in school, whatever yeah. you celebrate. Um, <coughs> for Christmas season. Um, hang out we always say it talk with somebody who celebrates Kwanzaa celebrates Hanukkah hang out with them meet someone new meet someone new understand why they celebrate understand the depths of that holiday for them interesting I like that don't Um, just uh, don't just shove it away It, it, it matters to them it's important to them yeah Understand it. Understand so it. So they can understand uh, understand why you care about them. Wow. That's... You're hitting them with it today, Nick. Hanukkah isn't the Jews' biggest holiday. I want to put that out there, too. It's not their biggest one. Don't believe that. Because <laughs> I believed that for a long time. <laughs> oh, it felt like you were so nervous to say that. Um, We'll talk about the... Jewish holidays another time. Yep. Y'all have a great week. Stay or blessed. month. Or month. Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening, y'all. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the Fargo Christian Podcast. Episodes will be releasing on Monday mornings. And you can find us on Instagram at Fargo Christian or at your local coffee shop. We just might be there.